Well met, Lord Swineherd. Ill met, Daniel co-host. Oh my god, hit the theme music. Okay, draw it then. John then? <laughs> oh, so draw it then? Draw like, it then. Like draw your soul. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I gotcha. Uh, g- g- cool. Welcome Good to job. our listener readers. <laughs> Good uh, start. Good start. This is Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Yes, brought to you by Top Gun Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on words on the page. It's always on fantasy series. It's always on Kindle fires. It's always on wandering. It's always on wildfires. It's always on pretend. It's always on smithing. It's always on weaving. It's always on being a lucky son of a gun. Okay, there you're gonna say pottery. No. So who is the lucky son of a gun? Lonio, a... Lonio, son of Lonrin. Right, we'll get into that in a moment, actually. Uh, Idiot. Gabriel. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, well, no. Before that, we do got... we do something before that? Our okay. branding, my friend. Oh yeah, that's right. First off, this is the only one and only only one in existence researched it the only book club podcast that is fucking explicit that's explicit see those red letters that Mm -hmm. mean you're an adult congratulations yeah we have a little parental advisory sticker just like prodigy's (laughs) fat of the land just like prince's purple rain we just like corns follow the leader actually no that one didn't have it didn't Wait, it was either that one or the next one. It was like, I think that one, oddly enough, didn't have one, which seems crazy. I don't know. But, um... <laughs> okay. The, the idea of, of Korn's Fall, the leader being all ages is... Well, I think that was the one that, like, for some reason... Maybe didn't, they don't curse. ...didn't have, like, a lot of cursing on it. Weird. Yeah, no. Um, And also, we uh, for all y'all out there who enjoy listening to us and come back every single week like mm-hmm. a bunch of suckers... Like a bunch of weirdos. Like a bunch of weirdos. Why are you so obsessed with us? <laughs> it's like, stop. Do I have to call the police? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> top goal. Um, but uh, that's it. Uh, if you like listening to us, we just want you to hit one button. One button. It's a little button mm-hmm. called subscribe. Press one button to support mm-hmm. the show. All we ask is you press one button. Stop whatever you're doing unless you're driving. Mm-hmm. And give us a star count. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like. Yeah, I mean, if you already hit that one button, why not, you know, hit another button. It's a little button called the five star button. Mm-hmm. You know, do it for us and uh, we'll appreciate it. Yeah, we'll send you a nude. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe will. Just one nude. Just one nude. Won't it, be of me. It's not of us. No. It's just a random nude. It's just a random nude. If I'm going to Google the word nude mm-hmm. and send you the first hit. Send send what? Send one of those fucking pictures that are... Hey, let's it's... find out. What's... Let me Google the word new. <laughs> okay, you thing? have fun with that. All right, let's see. Uh, Gabriel, I-, I want you to send them, like, those random... On, like, the Slow Reader's Instagram keeps... It's... It actually has stopped being, like, getting tagged with this, but, like, these random, like, porn sex ad things... Oh, my! That apparently... <laughs> I really didn't think I was going to get actual porn. Did, did, you li- did you not think you were literally going to get naked people? I thought I was going to get art or something. I, 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 really? I, 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 I was do, you gonna... think, do you think that Google... Would put the the nude as in the art form above yeah. pornography slash I, naked and, people. And so, so the listeners know. I believe it was a doctored photo of a topless Billie Eilish. Really? Yes. Okay, is that where it went? Yes. All right, that was also not expected. I, I don't know. I, I thought I maybe because I'm a grown ass man, and that's this is the, the iPad of a grown ass man. Uh-huh. Maybe there's no blocking or anything i don't know i got a little sweaty i'm like oh my god <laughs> gabriel isn't used to looking up uh, uh uh explicit things yeah on the internet this is not an explicit show speaking of which oh yeah it is it is, a, it is a, oh yeah sorry we're we, we curse we're, we're the show also we're naked yeah right now yeah we're, it's, it's hot that's another thing it's really fucking hot sweaty actually. Boy. it's gonna get really horrible mm-hmm. in here speaking of which gabriel yeah who what are you oh um, uh, uh, hello everyone my the name is gabe assassin. mara oh my god <laughs> i am a writer and a podcast producer and i'm a comedian every now and again if you catch mm-hmm. me on the right night and um if you're in a studio city area and you want yourself your very own frozen strawberry lemonade on a sunbaked streets um come on by to the bar at oyster house Mm-hmm. Daniel co-host, who are you? I am Daniel Gonzalez. Gonzalez, Gonzalez. An audio producer, writer, editor, and an author of fiction. Yeah, you are. And currently dying from a from a butter assassination. Hey, you know many baking recipes use only you know like yeah, but butter. you're not supposed to eat a lot of it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting you to eat that, like a bunch of it. You said have the rest of it. <laughs> but you had the rest of it. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I, I assumed you'd leave a little bit more for me. No, you said you said have at it. I thought it was basically like the way that I, I you said oh, it. Oh, this makes a lot more sense I'm now. I'm assuming that you meant that like, hey, I took like two, like have at it. 
And I oh. went, I went, all right. I plus, mean, it's fine. Plus after but I had, I'm... no, I had like the second one as well. So I was thinking that like, oh, there's only like a little bit left. So sure, I was like, I may sure. as well, I, I guess he meant have it. No, listeners. Um, I just got a crock pot. I'm thrilled. Yeah. And, um, uh, I made a, a recipe I got from the takeout, which is basically <laughs> the AV club subsidiary where you do cooking and recipes. And I made something called Gwen's garbage chicken deluxe. Yes. And if you don't mind, uh, so yeah, Gabe made this and I was looking at this. I'm like, this is such a weird kind of thing. I'm not used to like crock being used for mm-hmm. turned out and it was actually delicious yeah, like you know, great. chicken bread and everything like that um it was a little heavy but like yeah no i like gave had like two like big like bowls and it was essentially like yeah no have the rest so i had like a second mm-hmm. bowl then there's like a little bit left so i was like well i guess i'll have the rest I, you sure. wanted me to it was really easy to make so. it, it was and, I, and maybe i'll make it again with some exception huh? however afterwards i had a glass of wine and like i had to lie down <laughs> Like, I can't stress where, like, I was supposed to be doing research for this, but instead uh, I was, like, lying down, and I, I was went, getting up, and I'm like, why do I... Full hedonism bot? I don't feel well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned that to Gabe. I, 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 the casualness really sells it, where I, I just was like, oh, I don't feel bad. It's like, I ate, and then, like, I had a glass of wine. That was the wine, and I was like, and I had to, like, lay down. And you're like, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of butter in there. Yeah. And, and I went, what do you mean? Like, how much butter? And you went, oh, a stick. Yeah. And I went... A, a stick a stick of butter. as in like a whole stick and you're like yeah yeah and the, wait the way the way you said it what did you respond to that <laughs> i what, what did i say? um what was the name of the, the recipe again oh yeah daniel it's called Gar- um gwen's garbage chicken deluxe <laughs> the way you said that it wasn't like no it's called this we were like yeah it's it's gwen's garbage chicken yeah as if like as if like that, that was like explained as it. if that was secondhand for it has a fuck ton of butter well, daniel, as, as you may well know <laughs> Everyone knows that the only thing you learn in um, cooking school is add butter. Yeah, well, tr- that is true. Statistically, the thing that makes um, restaurant food much better is just, just insane just amounts more, of butter. Just more butter, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that is true. That's it. It was. It, that's it's still a that fuck insulting ton of, your lettuce. It, it, it's still like for as much food as you made for a single stick of butter to go in there. Fuck, it was heavy. It was yeah. really good. And I, and I tell you what, what I want to do is I want to try making it, but like use a lot less butter just, just to use margarine because at this point. Technically, butter's healthier. Is it really? Yeah, the idea is that um, because margarine is processed, oh yeah, and butter is not processed. So mm-hmm. the fact that like butter might have like more calories or whatever, but your body can like process it a little bit better. Interesting. At least that's one method. I don't know. There's probably people out there who be like, no, no margarine, whatever. Mm. That's it. I need to like drink uh, water and eat lettuce for a weekend. Um, yep. Garbage chicken. Now I'm burping. Uh-huh. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. So we did a book. We did a book. <laughs> we did the fourth book in a book series. Yes. In our series known as Predained. And what was the other thing that you wanted to call it? Predained and Preordained. Preordained. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about like, oh, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so we're doing the fourth book. Yeah. A little book called Terror and Wonder, mm-hmm. which Gabriel, you might have heard of that one. Not really. Not really? Not familiar? No. Not, not ringing any bells? No. Oh, yeah? I don't really read books. Yeah. When I was a kid, I only read nudie mags. <laughs> I know you did. You you literally picked up the nudie mags and read them. You yeah. read all the stories. It was all about the articles. You love those cartoons. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Gabriel. Go on. We're, we're, yeah, so we're, we're doing uh, uh, The Chronicles of Bourdain by Lloyd Alexander. Where the fuck Pierce, is it? Pierce Hamilton. A.K.A. Pierce Hamilton, a.k.a. Alexander Pierce. Yes. Uh, not aka uh, Lloyd Lord Alexander. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jesus! It's like the um, I don't know. It almost sounds like a like a fancy British version of like uh, uh Bobby Ricky. It's like two first Ricky names. Bobby. Ricky Bobby. It's like two first names essentially. Yeah, Lloyd Alexander. Lloyd Alexander. Philadelphian. It's, it's a weird way to say it, but yeah. Um, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, as you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Since uh uh you've done three of so these this is one of my all-time favorite books and this is possibly one of your favorite books of all time yeah um but uh in the previous episodes we've covered the back history of lloyd alexander world war ii veteran yes. and intelligence spy spy uh he also like like in philadelphia he likes he, much like taron himself uh had like a period where he just took up like a bunch of jobs essentially cat lover um cat, love loves cats lots mm-hmm. of cats uh recently dead too. stepdad <clears throat> oh yeah recently dead <laughs> But uh, just to, uh, I'm going to go over some, like, naturally, I can't, like, keep going into the back history of Alexander and such. Yeah, listeners, um, we've been um, doing this series for a while now. Um, we, yeah. we went heavy on research early on, so. Yeah, but uh, we, we find something new to kind of investigate every single one. Yeah. 
And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue that, but first I'm gonna go through some of like the the things that people should know about uh, Alexander in case they forgot. Or this is the first time listening to this, but this John, uh, this book in particular, Terran Wanderer, came out in 1967. <gasps> uh, uh, originally, Perdane was a trilogy, but that was extended into four books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as uh, as we discussed before, after a near death experience, Alexander quickly completed the final book of the series, The High King. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, his editor and Durrell wasn't a fan of the manuscript, and basically was like, "Hey, how about you write a book in between The Castle of Lear and The High King?" Mm-hmm. And Alexander, you know, I, th- I think Terra needs to <laughs> fuck off for a while. He needs to like do nothing. He needs, he needs to, to go yeah. on a rum spring. But like essentially, uh, Alexander quickly wrote book five, Terran Wanderer, as basically the suggestion of this. Uh, that said, some little back histories. The world of Perdane is inspired by both ancient British and ancient Welsh, uh, uh, uh story. Co- I'm sorry, by both a- ancient Britain and a- and the ancient Welsh, uh, story collection, the Mabinogians. Mabinogians. Two separate things, my bad. Definitely a mesh gathering card. Yes. Uh, Perdane means Britain and ancient Welsh. <laughs> Alexander describes that the, the geography in these, uh, in these books uh, is basically describing like the geography itself of Wales. Hmm. However, he's like, yeah, but like, don't like depend on that. <laughs> Daniel, how big is Wales? It's roughly the size of an elephant. What? Yeah, an elephant is big. Wow, I've never seen one in person. You haven't? It's it's the size of Wales. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. You, I mean, like, I meant like the country Wales, not like the animal. That's what I meant. Uh, okay, just checking. <laughs> That's a uh, the Mabinogian. Big mammals. This this like ancient like Welsh uh, uh, story of like like ancient like mythology and legends or whatever. Sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. I wanted to know the back history about this before it exists in its most complete form, as compiled by Lady Charlotte Guest. And the stories aren't entirely related, other than the fact that they're all just mythic tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there are three groups okay. of related stories. If you remember last time, I discussed uh, the first what was it, like four stories or whatever called the Four Branches of the Mabinogi. Uh-huh. Uh, which you recognize some of the names, but like they're completely different characters from how they appear in the Yeah, High King Dane. Math, Prince Gwydion. Yeah. I like math. There's no like fancy way to say it. It's like, no, it's math. Yeah. Like, I think it's just his like math son of Mathwin or something. <laughs> that sounds funny. He's like Matthew. Um, I wonder if it's named after like that name. Anyway. I'm sure Matthew <clears throat> comes from math. Possibly. Yeah, I was thinking like the concept of math being anyway doubt it um so yeah the <laughs> again the four branches of mabinaga we covered that and basically mainly focuses on the uh, adventures of the hero uh Praderi. um old mr anxiety yes old like Mis- those little kids books of mr whatever <laughs> he's a yellow blob uh, of bow tie. Mis- mr anxiety and it's mr Praderi. yeah Praderi uh, means anxiety which so does that mean that like like england and britain has a kind of a connection to anxiety um, just connecting dots here possibly there's also a lot of like like pra names in this like Pradane. Um, oh, there's like other ones and everything. I'm not really remembering, but sure. like they all they all kind of sound similar and like I don't know. You'll see like a lot of like it's the same consonants that are together, like P R C H C H Ws. Anyway, um, B I N G O. But it's an interesting thing to, to to consider. That said, um, also, uh, yeah, the High King in Book Five is in fact Pradary. That's a, that's the guy's name. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Also, because again, like it looks like Predary or something like that, but it's Predary. Predary, gotcha. Uh, the second collection of stories is Native Tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are five stories drawing from Welsh tradition and legend. Cool. However, I wanted to get into this, the third group, which are the three Welsh romances, because oh. these are Welsh language versions of Arthurian tales. Oh, that's cool. And these tales appear in other like incarnations of the Arthurian legends, but usually very different. Sure. Um. Uh, as briefly as possible because like they don't really like relate to anything that appear in the uh in, in the uh, chronicles of Perdane. uh there's owain or the lady of the fountain sure like uh, going yeah it's something like that and i think um it's there's like a french an old french version that's like ivan not open here it's owain maybe okay. owain is faintly pronounced like ivan i don't know sure He's, i don't really know how to pronounce welsh names uh and this story the hero what i expect you to yeah no well i've spent most of my life in wales but don't expect me to know yeah, the language. no you were in a you're in a bunker in wales i was in a bunker i was hanging out with a bunch of americans <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh in this story uh the hero neglects his love the lady of the fountain for his nightly adventures just like a welshman however he finds you'll see a, a trend of that here oh. uh, he <laughs> He finds a balance between the two parts of his life uh, with the help of a lion he saves from a serpent. Whoa. Uh, in the second story, and again, maybe I'm not pronouncing these names right, Garant and Enid, and Enid, possibly. Okay. I think it's Enid. Daniel, not to interrupt you really yes. quickly, but 
This is maybe a stupid question. Okay. Are lions indigenous to England? That's a good question because I don't... I'm pretty sure that's not the case. Because lions have, for such a yeah. long time, have such... A, they were equated of England. Yeah. Now, like, uh, Nico Case has the song, The Last Lion of Albion. And the entire song is all about how, like, the British, like, worship the level of the lion and they killed off all the fucking lions. So I'm like, maybe they were just, like, like mountain lions there? Well, I, I don't they're, think... They're, so. they're not going to be, like, like African lions. No, I don't, I don't think they had, like, any kind of, like, big cats at all that are indigenous to, like, uh, that. Or even, like, in any of Europe, really. What about Leon? I don't even know. Well, you have Leon's. You have, you have magically enhanced uh, a big cat. Well, that's actually I, a good point. That I was imagine a, that there'd be, like, lynxes and mountain cats. Maybe. To be honest, I really don't know, and I wouldn't really think so. I um, wonder. It was always that thing where, like, the idea, for example, that, like, you know, clearly, like, Britain was aware of the fact that there were lions, and they're kind of, like, these mythic creatures essentially from, since from the crusades on yeah. they would have they would have ventured down there to have been like there's this the king of all animals yeah I like guess that might have been the, the apex predators and they're like these noble animals like you know so it's kind of like like the the, the mythicness of like uh of, of the, the animal and whatnot sure uh much I was like, just curious much like for example dragons mm. english people love dragons mm-hmm. gabriel i believe it garant and anid and anid i don't know anid uh basically anid? One of uh, King Arthur's men, Garand, marries the beautiful Enid. Enid. Enid? It's E-N-I-D. Enid. Enid? I mean, um, yeah. That's what it would be today. It's Enid. Enid. Hey, Enid. Uh, after the marriage, uh, Garand is basically a gossip to be going soft. Uh, and while Enid is apologizing to her husband for being a poor wife, Garand misinterprets this as a confession of infidelity. Oh, jeez. Uh, so Garand commands Enid to not speak as as she accompanies him on his adventures, which she continuously breaks that oath to warn him of danger. And that basically it ultimately becomes a story about how she oh, Jane Silent Bob. She is. <laughs> that's a good point. She uh, she is like basically she's like she, she proves her love. And also he proves himself to be like a noble, like an actual good like soldier warrior. Not necessarily a good husband, though. No. Shitty husband. Terrible husband. Ter- terrible good, husband. Good fighter. Good warrior. She's a good wife. though. Yeah. Hey. Thank, thank God. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. And again, like, yeah, <laughs> that is a trend there. Um, here's the, the, the really interesting one. There's Lay it on me, man. Peridur, if I'm pronouncing that right. Please spell. P-E-R-E-D-U-R. Peridur. Peridur? Sounds, sounds right. right. Son of Ephrog. Okay. It's the story. Of, these names. Uh, this is the story of Peridur traveling to King Arthur's court to become a knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once he gets there, Sir Kay basically ridicules him, uh, which basically convinces him to go on adventures to prove himself. Uh, and on the adventures, he meets Angerid. Uh, oh hey Angrid Golden Hand who becomes his true love cool, cool. Uh, he also stays in the house of the nine sorceresses aka nine witches mm-hmm. um, who show him a mysterious severed head uh, upon returning to Arthur's court he realizes that the severed head was the head of a cousin uh, and basically he and Arthur I believe uh, return there and slay all the witches Jeez. which basically uh, like it gives him like the reputation of being like, a good warrior uh, interesting enough, this the stories are so violent. This is a story. This is, in fact, a famous uh, Arthurian story. Uh, however, in later versions, uh, Perder is Sir Percival. Oh, that's cool. AKA, uh, who is basically like the the original hero in the quest for the Holy Grail. Mm. Uh, and also, like in later versions, Percival would be replaced with Sir Galahad. Oh, interesting. Um, who are essentially all the same character, but essentially really? in the story of the of the Holy Grail they're like basically that's the guy who finds the grail yeah, galahad is the one who finds the grail for sure i thought percival and galahad existed separately in uh, the legend I, I i guess so, i guess so but i guess they're just different incarnations and i don't know galahad as much but percival is the guy who kind of like in this story where he like kind of comes from nowhere shows up at court kind of makes a fool of himself mm-hmm. and then like by the end by the time he actually finds the grail he's become like this like this great knight essentially sure. he's, he's become the greatest knight out of all of them. also in the classic capcom beat-em-up knights of the round no. you can play as percival as a blonde guy with a bowl cut and a big fucking axe nice it's a fun game cool uh, that said, the Grail, of course, is never mentioned in the Mabinogian, hmm. mainly because obviously that was like later Christian influences. Yeah, I'm like, did the Mabinogian predate Christ? Yeah, no way in hell. Well, no, because like uh, I believe, oh, of course, now I don't remember, but uh, I believe the <laughs> Mabinogian, the stories come from around like the twelve, the twelve hundreds or oh, like fourteen okay. hundreds or something sure. like that, like about the time when you know, like Arthurian legends were kind of coming about and shit. Daniel, it's time for you and I both to rewatch all of John Green's um, Crash Course World History. On what? Like Arthurian legends? On YouTube? 
I just, I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious about when were the Crusades? Um, the Crusades, uh, the Crusades were before then. I believe the Crusades were around like. So, wait, no, that's not true. There was also a bunch of Crusades. There were several Crusades. Yeah, there, there was like because I think there, were, I remember there being one around like 700, and then like the other big Crusades were around like 1200 to 1400, roughly mm-hmm. around there. And there's one in like 1992. Yeah, that was the last one though. <laughs> oh. That someone made a, a a political statement from thirty <laughs> years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I just love that movie. Yeah, no. Datsun Junior. Datsun. Yeah. Gabriel. Mm-hmm. We have a story to talk about. We do. And I need you <sighs> to explain this to me. All right. What is Terran Wanderer? Alrighty, so Terran Wanderer is book four of the Chronicles of Perdane. Um, last book, um, Castle of Lear, um, old Terran, the assistant pig keeper, and little Gurgi, the mm-hmm. furry what's-it, kind of like Gonzo from the Muppets. Um, uh, they drop off Princess Ilunby at the Castle of Lear, where she might learn, sorry, at, um, at the island of Mona, where she might learn to be a proper lady, a proper princess. Uh-huh. But all this time... Taryn and Island, we have grown to adulthood, and Taryn is finally aware of his feelings. Mm-hmm. And when he returns to Care Dalbin, where he is from, he asks Dalbin, the enchanter, like, hey, who are my parents? Because I want to know if I'm noble or not. And Dalbin's like, I, I, just fucking stay, dude. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But he says that in the wise old um, Gandalf way. Yeah. Um, but he gives Taryn leave to go seek out who he is, who his parentage is, and to find out who he is as a man. Kind of quietly kind of hoping that he comes from like a noble lineage because like in his he'll like he'll believe that like in uh in Elon Wee's, uh eyes like he'll be like a little more of like a worthy yeah he'll be worthy to marry her, her yeah. to marry a princess if he is a prince yes but Saren who's been an orphan has no idea so he goes off on a few adventures of Gurgi and Fluter Flam um the Bard King um they first stop at the Marches of Morva where they meet the three witches of lore who tell him to go find the mirror of Lunette. Uh-huh. Lunette? Lunette? Lunette sounds right. Lunette. So yeah. a, a mythical mirror in the mountains somewhere uh, east. It, it's kind of amazing because, uh, again, I listen to the audiobooks mm-hmm. and you read the ebooks. I read right? the, yeah, I've read yeah. the ebooks. And I read these for the first time when I was like 11. Yeah. Uh, on ebook. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, on my Kindle. Yeah, on your Kindle. In 1999. <laughs> yeah. On your iPad. Yep. Uh, but no, that's it. So like I've been hearing these names in my head uh, for a while, and but they you don't know always, how they're spelled. They don't always stick, and when I see how they're spelled, I go, "Huh? What? Eden? Eden? Mm-hmm. But I just wanted, Eden. I just wanted to say Eden that. Turner. So like we're gonna again, like Welsh names are like slightly complicated, and like we might mm-hmm. get some of these pronunciations right. Yeah. We'll try our best though. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of these pronunciations are from when I was a kid. So yeah, that's then those are like the hardest things to get to mm-hmm. get out of your head when you think you know how to pronounce someone's name and then like, yeah. you find out you're just wrong. Yeah, you've been wrong your whole life. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Taryn goes off on a series of adventures. Um, I'm burping. Do it. Don't mind me. Okay. Um. Let's see. Help me remember the order of these things. Well, the the first, first thing that thing happens is that uh he goes to the like the he he meets like uh Eden and his wife. Yes. And just he's like, on his way to King Smite's um castle to get sm- fitted. Smite, I think. Smite. The way yeah. It's that, spelled S M O I T. Exactly. No, but well, like when he says it in the in the audiobook, it sounds just sound like Smite. It might be like a slight like Smite, but like mainly it's just, you can also kind of just be like Lord Smite. Sure. Lord Smite, who's like a big barrel chested, like fat dude who loves to eat. But on his way to the, to, uh, well, yeah, this is the first of the little adventures. Mm -hmm. Um, Taryn on his way to King Smite's castle meets a farmer named, um, Eden and his wife. You know, they're, they've staked their life on a farmland. They lost their son. And Taryn walks away from their greet with their meeting being like, wow, the farmer sure worked hard. Then he bumps into two um, feuding lords who both claim to be braver and more generous than they actually are. Yeah. They're actually two dickheads always fighting over the same cow. Yes. Prime, they're, they're fighting, Corneo. They're, yeah, they're fighting over the uh, the same, uh, the, like, the, like their livestock, but essentially, like, they love fighting over the same cow, which is, like, a pretty fucking cool it's cow. It's a great cow. It's a great cow. Dude, it's, it's a hell of a fucking cow, dude. Five star. It's, a, it's the Porsche of car. Of, of, hell of, yeah. Of, uh, but, um, it's the black tar heroin of cows. But yeah, uh, then essentially they what they they, they like uh, Taryn basically convinces them like to, to like a truce and basically yeah, with, with Smoitz like 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 he saves King Smoitz King Smite's life and he convinces the two lords to have a compromise by giving the cow to Eden because they fucked up his field and ruined his livelihood mm-hmm. and they split the herds evenly and because this was handled so well by Taryn King Smite's like hey 
forget your journey. Just be my adopted son, and you'll be a prince that way. And Taryn says, he mulls it over, but he passes because he wants to find the truth. Yes. I look, I, I have the image of him at various points in this where he just goes, that's okay. And he turns and goes the <laughs> well, other way. Yes. He does that Christmas time is here time. walk. Yeah. And then so next adventure, uh, they, bum, uh, they, they they run into Dolly. They meet Dolly the Dolly the dwarf of the fair folk. Except he's been turned into a frog. Oh my god! Um, and on their way to find out what happened to Dolly, they discover a odd treasure in a tree thanks to Ka the crow, mm-hmm. and it turns out to be this weird little white stick. Mm-hmm. And Taryn's like, "Uh, I don't need this," but Ka gives it back to him. He's like, yeah. I guess I'll hang on to this weird creepy stick. And Fluterflan's like, "Go." Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, <laughs> also Flutter Flan, I should say this because it's it's really fun. Uh Flutter Flan uh still has the giant the magically like cl- like giantized cat mm-hmm. uh that they met in the last book who more or le- who tried to kill him and basically fell in love with Flutter Flan's uh harp playing. Yep. Uh and then essentially like Flutter Flan not only still has the big cat who follows him around, but also the big cat Leon uh, 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 let's Fluterflam ride him. Yeah, she becomes is, a steed, which is fucking awesome. Which is fucking rad. Yeah, love that. I have to say that. So, um, long story short, for this segment, <laughs> um, Taryn discovers that it's the doing of a wizard named Morda, who not only was the one who gave um glue the like the magic book, mm-hmm. but also is the one responsible for the death of Ilanui's mother. Yes, not directly, but but like basically, she showed up at uh she showed up at uh Morda right? That's yeah, the name Morda. There. Morda's place, saying, "I'm looking for my daughter." And then, I, I, but I'm dying, and he just goes, "I'll save you." And he's like, "I'm fucking not gonna." And save like her. takes her jewelry, like yoink. Yeah, and it was basically like then she finders keepers. But yeah, Morda's another. Morda's a creepy guy. Um, yeah, he's like a hairless, like like bone skinny man who doesn't blink. Yeah, he's described as like lidless or something. Like yeah, that, he's right? like col- the color of like ash. And he considers himself not human. Yeah, uh, above humans. And so, long story short, again. Um, he transforms Gurgi into a mouse and Fluterflam into a rabbit. And mm-hmm. before he can turn, he tries to turn Taren into something. But Taren discovers that what's stopping Morda from turning him into a creature is the little white stick, which turns out to be for you like and f- you like fans his phylactery Ha-ha. or his Horcruxes for you Harry Potter fans. Let's not go into that thing. Not going into it. Yeah, come on, Joe. <laughs> anyway. Um, Taryn shatters the bone, um, and Morda is defeated, and Dolly's returned, and they get, he gets the necklace back, and it's like, well, cool, Taryn, you've done an amazing job. Thanks for saving the fair folk. <laughs> and it's like, oh, also, this horn you have here, apparently that's a magic summoning tool for the fair folk to help you in a bind, yeah. but it's only one use, so be careful. Yeah, which is a weird thing for a horn to have, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Daniel, do you want to tell her the next adventure? Yeah, um, basically, so here, here, like, it's almost like a, yeah. At this point, oh, I forget his name. Dor- Doran? Dorath. Dorath. Okay, there's a lot of names that sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, like, they meet uh, basically like a band of mercenaries, essentially. Yeah. Uh, led by a name- man named Dorath, who are essentially like, hey, guy, hey, we're like these fucking awesome dudes. You give us money, uh, we'll do what you want. Hey, you're heading to this fucking place for, like, treasure, right? Mm-hmm. For a cut of that treasure, we'll do this. And then, like, but Taryn is essentially like, like, yeah, I don't know, these guys give me a bad vibe. They try to sneak away. But Dorothy is like, sup, bros? You trying to, you trying trying to, to bail on me? On us? Eat my meat? Drink my wine? So Dorothy essentially bullies uh, Taryn into like a like a one-on-one unarmed combat over uh, 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 Taryn's sword, his mm-hmm. magic sword. No, it's a normal sword. Was it it's, a normal sword? Right? It's a normal sword. It was, I don't know just why I was given. It, it was given to him by Dalbin, and um, yeah. and I let me like girded him with it, so it has a lot of sentimental value. Okay. But it's a normal sword. I keep thinking, but uh, yeah, it's essentially like it, it would essentially be like a hero sword. Yeah, you know? there's only yeah. one magic sword in all the land, and it's Dernwin. Okay, um, and and essentially like uh, and. Dorath essentially uh, uh, like cheats and 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 steals a sword and goes like fuck you dude <laughs> <laughs> sorry bro sorry bro he, he's uh yeah he's you a snooze you lose he's a pretty g- great character don't he's... let the door hit you with the good lord split you and then he basically bails and Terrence just feeling kind of like emasculated yeah. and like <laughs> quite yeah he's just pissed off being like like how fucking dare you fucking, fucking dick this he's not like whiny or whatever yeah. but yeah N- not to but... flash ahead to my hazy memories but one of my favorite little pieces of text that have always stuck with me is no. like Taryn and um, Gurgi and Fluter Flam are kind of like walking off like well that didn't work out so hot 
but there's a little passage where it's like, they moved on ahead, except for Gurgi, who occasionally turned to look back and shake his fist in anger. <laughs> and I'm like, Gurgi! He's a bro. I fucking love that dude. <laughs> He's great. But, uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then basically, then I think they meet Craddock. Craddock. Right? Yeah, okay. Craddock. Craddock. That sounds right. Yeah, spelled Craddock in my brain. So Gabriel, Craddock. what happens when they just wander and they meet some like lame dude and yeah. like, and, like not his... lame in the sense that his legs fucked up. Lame also because he's, he's kind of dumb. a fucking dork. Yeah, but what happens there? So they meet a lame herdsman, like a, sh- a shepherd, and they kind of they, they take his uh his um hospitality, stay at his house. He's kind of a really cranky like like gnarled and angry after all the years of this kind of wasteland of a home mm-hmm. because. He kind of sacrificed everything to keep his one lone house after all of his neighbors moved away. Mm-hmm. When uh, Taryn tells him the story of his journey, like, Craddock has a moment of, like, hesitance and shock and sadness. And he tells Taryn, well, a very long time ago, my I had a son. My wife died. And we were all alone. And Dalbin came by. And because I couldn't take care of the kid, I told Dalbin to take my son away. And Taryn's like, oh. Yeah, Taryn did a, a Finn from Adventure Time. It goes, Daddy! Daddy! And uh, and yeah, then uh, Taryn essentially goes like, hey, I'm going to hang out here with my dad. Darren. Uh, Darren. Darren. <laughs> Taryn and Darren. Okay. Darren is a guy who's a really good singer. <laughs> he bakes great cupcakes. Uh-huh. Straight. Uh-huh. Not that it makes a difference. Uh-huh. Anyway, so um, uh, Taryn is bumped. He mm-hmm. is heartbroken to find out that he is just the son of a, of a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And like, like, Craddock's a good man. He loves his herd. He's tough. He's smart. He, he's fucking lame, though, in more ways than one. Yeah. So Taryn's not happy, but across, like, a couple seasons, he and Gurgi, who stays, Fluter goes off, they um they rebuild the, the farmstead, and mm-hmm. they make it, like, worth living in again. But then... Then Craddock, during, like, a winter and whatnot, he, like, falls down, like, a he bit. He eats like, off a cliff. Yeah, he eats shit off a cliff. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then basically, once, uh, once Taryn essentially is hanging over, I'm saying, like, we'll, we'll get you some more dad. And Craddock goes, like, listen, you're not actually my son. If I, basically... I told one lie, my whole life is the one. Yes. Sorry. And it was basically him kind of saying that, like, like I just wanted to have a son. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they're great. And although Taryn is... Still kind of like bummed out that again he's like lowborn and that this was his dad and his dad is dying and everything like that. At some point he just feels like you know, he he gains more respect for common people, like like your regular farmers, which is kind of like what happened towards the beginning, but it just kind of deepens one. Yeah, right? his his love of hard work makes sense. And uh Gabriel yes, uh will. kind of blowing through like the next several like people he meets. Oh well no well we haven't finished the thing that? that yeah that, that Craddock fucking dies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and um right. Taryn tries Taryn uses up the horn to save him. Yes. So he loses this thing. He recovers slowly and Fluter's like, Hey man, I came back from Dalbin's and Dalbin's like, that Craddock's not his dad. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> so Taryn is He's ashamed because for a moment he was like, oh, sweet. If he's dead, that means I'm free. But then he's also like, that's disgusting and I must save him. But now that his now that he's doubly sure that he doesn't know who he is, he decides to, and because he's so ashamed of his actions, he decides to kind of cast away. His name is Taron, assistant pig keeper. Uh-huh. And he heads towards the free comets, which is kind of like a um, series of free towns of no king to lord over them. Yes. They're like craftsmen and farmers. And he goes by the name Terran Wanderer. Terran Wanderer. And Gurgi Wanderer. And Gurg and Gurgs. And just Gurgi. Gurgs. Gurgi G. Yeah. And who are the people he meets there? So now that Terran is just wandering, trying to find his way, he meets um several different people. Mm-hmm. Several different people. He meets Lonyo, son of Lonwen, mm-hmm. who is a plucky and resourceful and happy go lucky guy of a huge family. He takes in the ship them the sheep. And teaches Taryn to, like, take it easy and be resourceful and find luck where you can find it. Like, um, Lonio manages to feed a family of, like, 15 fucking kids or something uh-huh. just on his resourcefulness and, like, his nets and his baskets. Yeah. Um, I straight up forgot about this guy until you mentioned him. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Lonio. He has a great final thing where basically because he said, like, he promises Taryn to, like, tell him, like, the secret of his luck. Mm-hmm. And then, like, right when Taryn's, like, leaving and whatnot, he's like, wait, you never told me the secret of your luck. And his thing is that, like, you, you haven't figured it out? I'm no more lucky than anybody else. Just cast your nets, man. Yeah, just cast your nets. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then who does he meet then? 
Next on the list is, in the next comment, is Hevid the Smith. Yes. Yeah, he is, um, uh, he's a blacksmith. Yeah. And Terrence thinks, maybe I could become a blacksmith. So he um, apprentices himself to Hevid. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he had done some blacksmithing work before with Cole back home. And uh, I have to burp a lot. Well, I'll say that uh, <laughs> Hevid, the, the smith essentially believes that life is like a forge. You just got to keep hammering away at it. And mm-hmm. there's this really awesome thing where basically uh, Taryn basically makes a sword and then goes, fuck, this is a good sword. Isn't this sword beautiful? And the, the smith essentially like, well, fucking hit it with that goddamn hammer if mm. you believe it so much. And he tries it and it like smashes because it's really not that great. Yeah. And Taryn's like, fuck. And basically like Taryn, the idea is that Taryn keeps at it. He tries, he tries again mm-hmm. and he makes another sword that he's happy with. Well, he sees the sword. He's kind of like, this sword is ugly. It kind of sucks. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to bail on the sword. And Heaven's like, well, before you do that, finish it up. Yeah. And then how about you give that block a, a like a slice? <laughs> and he shatters the block. And Taryn's like, God damn, this is a good sword. Yeah. I'm pretty cool, even though my sword is fucking ugly. <laughs> and then what? And then who does he meet next? Next, he meets Dwyvac, Weaver Woman, <laughs> who teaches Taryn all about how to work the loom and how to um, f- make his own cloak because his cloak's in tatters. Mm-hmm. And he learns how fucking insanely difficult it all is, like teasing out the cockles and dyeing all the stuff. And Gurgi gets covered in paint. Yeah, and this... he learns th- slowly and surely how to build his own cloak. He yeah. builds a shitty one again first. And he's <laughs> like, ah, oh, damn it. Then, yeah, he builds one and then he's like, I don't I don't like this pattern. Yeah, it looks ugly. I don't like this. This is a bad idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it's... if it's four Fs in a circle? <laughs> I get it. Um, <laughs> but essentially, yeah, that's it. Uh, and, and like, uh, the, the, the weaver believes that like the importance of life is patience and that like, life's a loom. and that when you're weaving something, you can act, you can, even though it's a ton of work, you can essentially start over again. Although you don't always get to start over again and reweave something in life. Yes. Who does he meet next? Next he meets Rascal Flats, who teaches him that life is a highway. Yes. And he's going to ride it all night long. Yes. No, he meets <laughs> Anlaw Clay Shaper, who is go. a master potter. For a second, I was like, am I actually forgetting someone? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, like this, like he's the master potter of like all of Perdane, that his work is valued and everything. <laughs> and when Taryn, he finally, he tries his hand at the spinning wheel, and he's like, oh my God, this is it. I want to be a potter. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And he toils and he apprentices and he learns until he realizes that I don't have the gift for this. <laughs> I am not a good potter and I will never be a good potter. And Nan Laws just says, better you find out now than later. <sighs> so Taryn is just kind of heartbroken, but decides to just move on a little bit. He's going to deliver some pottery to the next town where... That's the, well, I just want to say real quick, that's the one thing that kind of frustrates me, because at mm-hmm. first I thought it was a good lesson, where it's like, oh, I love this. This means something to me. I really want to try it this. Mm-hmm. And he tries something, and it doesn't end up well, and he immediately is like, god damn, I guess I'm not good at it. And the master mm-hmm. guy's like, yeah, you can't be good at it. I was like, this is the first try. Well, no, he's he does it over a period of months. Yeah, and st- uh, you can still get across a season or two. Okay. To be honest, I don't actually remember who got last one. Yeah, it, like each um each person uh, he stays with, he stays with for a season, I think. Yeah, it always feels like it feels like honestly like he's just in and out with a lot of them mm-hmm. because of how quick the things goes. But like, no, that makes more sense because it literally feels like he tried it. Like he finds out he likes it, tries it once. Yeah, doesn't the second work. Potty made. <laughs> it's like this sucks. I'm not good at it. And like the master's like, yeah, you suck, dude. Yeah, you suck. Sorry, dude. I could tell from the minute I saw you, you're a scrub. <laughs> So yeah, but that's no, it. He takes his time. He apprentices under each one for quite a while, and yeah. each time he fails. So after that, he takes some pottery and whatnot to some town where basically he finds out that these people are about to be... Uh, seven samurai. Yeah, basically seven samurai by uh, Dorath. Yeah. And his uh, and his and his gang. Mandalorian episode three, and, Ford? And basically f- uh, f- five, I think, five. actually. I think okay. so. I don't remember, actually. Um, yeah, six was the... the, the like the, the the team one space heist yeah space heist but anyway space boston uh so essentially <laughs> so essentially uh yeah then ter- like uh, uh so like the, the all these people are about to be like well we got to give them all our values so make sure that they don't kill us or we'll all die trying yeah and then taryn's like no nah, they're a bunch of pussies you're a bunch of fucking losers Let- arm yourselves and we'll get them and like sure enough like yeah like uh like long story short about that is that they actually like repel away like the gang whatnot they actually killed like half of them or something like that yeah including gloff yeah including gloff that asshole <laughs> that fucking 
dork. And like the only like there's like a boy who like reminds uh, uh, a fuckface of, of like himself when he was younger because yeah. he's like enthusiastic mm-hmm. even though he has no talents. Yeah, the kid's like, boy, boy, like your plan can't fail, Taryn. And Taryn's <laughs> like, all plans can fail, boy. Yeah, he's all of a sudden a cynical, hardened warrior. Yeah, you but, can tell by how much like the fucking shit in his hair. Oh fuck yeah. Um, but. <laughs> That said, like, uh, Kid kind of gets injured, but he's all right. Yeah, he, I mean, he risks his life to save him from Gloff. Gloff, like, hits him, but then, like, his, his dad, like, like fucks up the guy. Yeah. Kills Gloff. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I think after, then I think after that, then he, he finds out that the, um, that yeah, the he returns mar- to Anlaws, and the Anlaws, and, like, Anlaws, like, how'd it go? <laughs> and I was like, eh. but Terrence just says, it was fine. Gurgi's like, we fucked up some dudes. <laughs> and Anla asks Terrence, well, what are you, you going to do now? And Taryn just says, I don't know. I just really wish I knew who I was. And Anla mentions, well, the, the mirror of Lunette's like a day's travel from here. And Taryn's like, fuck! Oh, shit, I was looking for that! I was gonna do that! And Anla's like, you should have said something. It's like right over there, dude. It's right over there, man. You just, you just gotta do it. So, uh, so Fuckface McGee goes right over mm-hmm. there. Just over Taryn the Wanderer! Taryn Wanderer. Fuckface Wanderer. Fuckface Wanderer. He goes over there and basically discovers that like the mirror is actually like a pool, essentially. Yeah, it's a, um, like the beautiful Lake of Lunette and a cave is the mirror of Lunette, mm-hmm. a perfectly undisturbed like little puddle pool that's like this most beautiful like puddle ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very pretty. It's puddle. a hell of a puddle. It's a it's a crazy good puddle. It's the sexiest fucking puddle I've ever seen. Uh, he shows up. However, Dorath is there. Dorath is there. And for Dorath, his cut of the treasure. Dorath is like, "Hey, asshole, you fucking owe me money. Where's the money?" And he mm-hmm. stamps his boot into the puddle and is like, "Is this it?" Yeah. He fucks it forever. He grabs Gurgi and slams his head against the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah, poor Gurgi. Poor Gurgi. Jesus. Also, um, before before actually before that happens, Taryn actually does look into the mirror. I should say. Yes. But and then Dora and then Dorothy shows up and the shit happens and and uh, basically Dorothy is like, let's fucking go, bro. Mm-hmm, let's and do this, this. And this time they fight with swords. Dorothy using the fancy sword. Taryn using his old crappy one that he made his himself. Ugly ass sword. And uh, Taryn basically breaks uh, uh, the fancy sword and Dorothy goes, oh shit, and oh, bails. Fuck. Yeah, he just bails on out of there. Yeah, he just he fucks off. Yeah, and like Taryn is like, I'm gonna go after him and kill him, but then Gurgi's like, my own master, I'm dying. <laughs> so he goes to tend to Gurgi, letting Dorath run off, and he just takes care. And he sees the the mirror's ruined, and is like ruminates for a moment. He ruminates for a moment, goes back to I think Anla, right? He goes to Anla. He goes back to Anla and like basically says like like oh tells him what happened and is basically like so I looked in the mirror and all I saw was myself. Mm-hmm. And then and then he goes, well, that's the life lesson is after all is that, you know, I came here to find out who I am mm-hmm. and I just see a reflection of myself. Yes. I see that I've grown into a man who's yeah. scratched for his own worms, who is tried and true and good. And I am Taryn. Yeah, he's Taryn. He's no longer Taryn Wonder. He kind of figures out who he is. And yeah, he decides to go back to being an assistant pig keeper. Clearly, the, it's like. He was going after. He had an adventure, a journey for a particular item, but really the treasure was well, the journey. It's, well, the journey, the journey itself. and friendship. I will suck all. I mean, I will <laughs> rip all the throats out. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then that's kind of when it ends. Then he just heads home. And he just heads home. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, I'm gonna marry the shit out of Alan Lee. Hell yeah. Uh, and Gabriel, I think we've been going on for a while. Yes, we have. Uh, so let's go on break. We'll mm-hmm. come back. We have a game to play. We do. And then we're going to come back, talk about how we feel, and talk about what we're going to do next, right? Cool, dude. Gabriel? Break. Done. Welcome back. Hi. Dear listener readers. How are all of you? To Dying of Butter. That's right. America's Fast Face Butter Podcast. Butter Assassins. Uh, I had more butter today than I do in like a month. <laughs> like, it, I do not feel good. <laughs> Oh, you don't know that. I you feel know, horrible. We eat at restaurants all the time where they're just clearly butter I, cakes. I guess so, yeah, but shit. I you mean, know, I think the lesson here is you need to know how much butter you're eating. I know, that is true. I need and to that's check why the... I have all those. I have um, the, both the Brazil nuts and my uh, Cheerios because they're very good for cholesterol. Well, I need to have more of them fucking goddamn Brazil nuts. I told you. Especially if they help break down butter, essentially. Yeah, no, they're, very, they're full of magnesium and they break down cholesterol. Oof, I'm just going to make myself throw up. That's not bad. Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. We have a game to play that you we prepared. Do. Gabriel? Tell us about this this game. Daniel, we're going for another one of my classic this or that games. Uh-oh. It's going to be another matter of quotes. Mm-hmm. And this time, the game is called Wanderers on the Road. Wanderers. Wanderers on the Road. <clears throat> Wanderers on the Road. Wanderers on the Road. So, Daniel, what I'm going to do for you 
is I am going to read you a quote. Uh-huh. And you're going to tell me, is it a quote from Richard Price's classic novel, The Wanderers, okay. about a bunch of young street toughs in Bronx, New York? Okay. Or is it a quote from Jack Kerouac's The Road? Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, and also, what a fun to uh, uh, connect that that those two are going to uh, connect at some point. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So it's either Dick Money, Dick Money, or going Kerouac and everyone's or ass. Jacker, or Jack Jack and Kerouac, or Jack and Act Kerouac. Luckily, I know both of these dudes. Yeah, you do. You've read both these books, have you not? Fuck yeah, yeah you have. So Daniel, if any luck, you're just going to ace this game. Okay. We'll see. How many how many questions are there? Seven? Alright, cool. I'll 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 come. Okay. Okay. Music. First quote. Someday, my son, you're gonna learn that the two greatest joys of being a man are beating the hell out of someone and getting the hell beaten out of you. Gabriel? Mm-hmm. I know for certain that is dick money. That is big dick money. <laughs> Well done, Dave. <laughs> that is for sure big dick money. Dick money. I remember that one. Yes. I believe that's um, uh, the, the ladies' man's dad. Yeah. That, or that, mom, I think. That's the mom, actually. Yeah. yeah. One of the darkest endings I've ever seen in a book. Oh, yeah. So fucking dark. Anyway, here's your next one. My aunt once said that the world would never find peace until men fell at their women's feet and asked for forgiveness. Is that the road? Wanderers. Oh man, I kind of, you know, I'm going to say The Road. Cormac McCarthy is The Road. Cormac McCarthy is The Road. Oh, I should have added that. Yeah. He said On The Road? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey. Oh, cool. You, right. You're crushing it. Okay, That's two. okay. Two for two. All right. I want to be like him. He's never hung up. He goes every direction. He lets it all out. He knows time, and he has nothing to do but rock back and forth. Hmm. Man, he's the end. You see, if you go like him all the time, you finally get it. Is that Dick Money or Jackie K? You know what? I'm gonna say that's Jackie K because I believe <laughs> that sounds like him talking about Neil Cassidy. I have people skills. I am good <laughs> at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna say I was trying to interpret like what that would mean. <laughs> <laughs> like we're bonus point. Guess if you're right or wrong. Okay. Okay. Daniel crushing it. Okay. Here's the next one. Number four. I'm the type of guy who will never settle down. Where the pretty girls are, well, you know I'm around. I kiss them. I love and I love to because to me they're all the same. I squeeze them and I hug them, and they don't even know my name. Hmm. I'm gonna guess. Is that that might even be the Wonder song? Might so it be, let's Daniel? say Dick Money. Dick Money? Yeah. Oh, thank that God. is the Wanderer's Song by <laughs> Dion and the Belmonts. All right. I'm the type of guy who will never settle down. I have a tattoo from that song. I tear open my shirt and I've got Rosie on my chest, which I do, in fact, have on my chest. Here's All your right. next quote, Dan. Okay. You have absolutely no regard but yourself and your damned kicks. All you think about is what's hanging between your legs and how much money or fun you can get out of people and then you just throw them aside. Not only that, but you're silly about it. It never occurs to you that life is serious and that there are people trying to make something decent out of it instead of just goofing all the time. Is that The Wanderers? Or is that On The Road? I can seriously see that from being either one. I'm going to guess that was one of Jack Kerouac's girlfriends yelling at him. So I'm going to say Ooh. Kerouac. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Daniel, you're on track for a perfect score. All right, I'm on a going for the thing. Okay. Here's your next one. Okay. They've got a lot more up their sleeves besides a dirty arm. Remember that. You can't teach the old maestro a new tune. Is that Jack Carouac? Or is that Richard Prisset? I'm going to say that is The Wire slash The Outsider slash... Uh, the Night of's Dick Money. Uh. Uh. <laughs> oh no! That was Jack Kerouac. Oh, okay. On the road. All right. So right now it's five one. There's one more, right? One more. Okay. Here we go. For the for the per for not the perfect score, <laughs> but for the for the for the B plus. Okay. For the B plus. He considered himself an artist, a coxman, a real card, in that order. He'd had a barber pole tattooed on his cock when he was in Tangiers, 
of the Navy. He could give out a 15 second fart, and he didn't give a shit about business. Is that Big Dick Money in the Wanderers, or is that Jacques Kerouac? That has to be Dick Money, right? I'm saying Dick Money. Okay. That was Dick Money. Okay. <laughs> well done, Daniel. Hey. Do you have a copy of the Wanderers, by the way? No, not here. Yeah, I have one at home, too. I think I even traded it, the one that I read, uh, into the bookstore, actually. Very annoyingly, I... There are next to no quotes of the Wanderers from the book online, oh, so I had to go try to find. I had to find a preview version, and I found random quotes from the first like three chapters. You had to read all your tattoos. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> just the Wanderer, and one of them is just the song "The Wanderer." So. Right, that's fine. Game you won, Daniel. Yeah, you know these two books you've read. That was, that was a good. That was a good uh, 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 test. A uh, good, a good game, um, and I'm glad that I almost got a perfect score. Yeah, buddy. That's it. We do need to go on break. All right, Jesus. We'll come back and go back to talking about other books. Cheese and rice. All right, let's go to break. Okay, you do that. And we're back. Hi. To slow readers. What's up? America's Fast Food Podcast. Totally. Daniel. Gabe. Book. Reading. Gabriel. Yeah. Turn Wanderer. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. You love this book. I do. What was it like reading it again? I don't know. When, the, when was the last time you think you read that? Read this oh, a couple of years ago, probably around like 2016 or 2015 or so. Okay, so not that long ago. <laughs> no, it's only been five. Well, five, it was five years ago. Right, yeah, still, that's that's not that long ago. Yeah, you know? not not like the ten years. Not like since when I first read it in like '99. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. Yeah, I keep thinking about like books that I really love, and it's like I haven't read Lolita since like I was in like my early or mid twenties or something like that. You're shitting me, dog. I know. It's gonna take me a while until I ever get around to reading it. It's a long book. Yeah, also we're busy. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, yeah. So what was it like revisiting it in 2020? Um, I still love it. That um, I forgot that how long it takes for me to get to the good stuff. Because for me, the book doesn't really start from what I love. It doesn't start until he becomes Terran Wanderer, or uh-huh. at least until he gets to Craddock. Because before that, I'm like Scooby Doo. It's Eden and Garion and Gast and uh-huh. Smite and. Um, Morda. The Morda stuff for me is like is some of the least interesting stuff, but it's still it's still good. Yeah, it's just the stuff that doesn't interest me as much. I like the episodic nature of it. I enjoy that, but for me, like the the real meat of the matter, the crackle of the oat brand, as it were, is when he becomes Terran Wanderer. Uh huh. A mystery. Yes. Okay. Who <laughs> put all the butter in the chicken? <laughs> Who tried to kill me with butter? It was me. And then t- and then. Uh, me misinterpreted <laughs> the, the idea about like yes, eat all of it. <laughs> yes, no, that, that was not the intention. Okay. But and no, I would have uh, clearly I would have saved some for you. It's I, all right. I, I it was, like I'm, I'm gonna make konji again tomorrow. To be fair, I saved you a couple calories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, hey. sa- I saved you a butter bullet. <laughs> mm-hmm. An extra couple sit ups. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I still love to read. Um, it's it's been interesting rereading these books, and I still feel like now that I read it again, the. The parts I skip over, I still skip over for a reason. Mm-hmm. I still really only like this book a lot when it comes to that. The rest feel, it feels more episodic in a negative way um, than it did when I was younger. Okay. What about you? This is your first time reading it, Daniel. Yeah, first time reading this and having it built up pretty pretty well at this point. Because again, first time reading any of these books. Mm-hmm. I tried I tried to read it a while ago. The Book of Three? And like I made like 10 pages into like The Book of Three. I was like, eh, whatever. It's some fantasy bullshit. Yeah. But like it had like a you know whatever it it was doing a thing that I, I for me it's I'm not a fan of I'll, I like fantasy I don't like the fantasy genre yeah. so like when I see tropes and things like I kind of turn off mm-hmm. um, but no so but I've I like book of three having read all of it or yeah. listened to it actually and then going through each of these books I've always really liked them mm-hmm. uh, and I was really looking forward to House of Lear and this one yes uh, I liked House of Lear quite a bit and this one getting into it it's it's interesting because of how really episodic like the first three things that happen in here there's there's, yeah. there's a thing with the cow mm-hmm. there's the thing with morta and i forgot what there's another one <laughs> or am i thinking about those three Let, let's because like really like the story kind of begins once he meets like dorath yeah because like that's when he like the, the almost like the inciting incident is that he runs into dorath and dorath essentially is like Again, he's he's a foil for Terran, mm-hmm. where uh, Dorothy is someone who a sells horde. Yeah, he he truly has he truly doesn't belong anywhere, and also he if he wants something he just takes it. He doesn't earn anything. Whereas mm-hmm. Terran's whole journey is about earning 
the thing that he that he believes that he wants you know it's yeah. not just getting it he earns it mm-hmm. every single one um and yeah no and then uh from then and then it becomes like an really interesting thing about just like kind of like learning like yeah just like learning to be responsible le- like having life lessons and stuff like mm-hmm. you know like and he ties in the lessons really well as an overall arc for him yeah totally and and yeah and it's 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 fucking good <laughs> I, I, i'm trying to think about something else i could say about it like no yeah it's sure. it's really good I, that's that's fine it doesn't need to be more than that you're reading it at the age of 32 yeah i'm i'm, I'm curious what it would have been like to aren't you 33 now yes question mark <laughs> yes you're yes. both born in 87 yeah that's true yeah, thirty three. Where the age Christ was. Yay! <laughs> Bunch of JCs. That's what we are. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, uh, no. I, I liked it quite a bit, and I again, like even like the yeah, early. How did ep- it rank to your expectations? Uh, well, I mean, like the expectations thing. That's always kind of a tricky thing, or whatever. I mean, like they're such kind of like small scale stories, and that's kind of what's really cool about them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're quick. Yeah, they're, it's not like this huge spectacle thing. You know, mm-hmm. which which like um you know these fantasy stories always like fail at doing. Um, but like, yeah, no, they're just like very small, essentially yep. essential stories that like really minimal description The the stuff, the stuff with like the bigger stakes are actually some of like the least interesting things because mm-hmm. we'd rather, you'd rather, <laughs> what's the best thing is Gergi shaking his fist at, yeah. at the guy who stole the, the sword. The character writing is always on top and the dialogue yeah. is always excellent. And all, and honestly, all the characters are very interesting. Like uh, you were saying that you kind of skip over like the Morta stuff, like the Morta stuff is actually pretty great it doesn't really it's, have it's good it probably doesn't have much to do with like i love that it's in the middle of the book yeah it's like two two fifths of the way into the book or something yeah. you know um and then like after that that's when like there there is like a more direct like kind of narrative arc mm-hmm. but like there's that and then there's like the thing with the cow both of them are actually solid like standalone things yeah um it feels it, you know you, it, having heard that alexander kind of like uh you know, was like, hey, why don't you write a middle story, another story? And he's like, Ugh. he does this and then he does this. And then like he, he takes a moment to kind of like find the beginning of yeah. like the arc a little bit. It's probably written in the rewrite. Yeah. And so like that's interesting. And um, it makes me again interested in the, in the foundling, the short story. Yeah. The foundlings is it's slight, but good. Yeah. It's really short, too, for yeah, even for a short story short. collection or something mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. but no, it's uh, it's fucking good it's yeah, cool <laughs> i i have i have such a deep fondness for this book in the sense of like even as a kid i i think i had such a strong desire to just go out on my own being raised by you know by like my asian parents in a strict household <laughs> there was no independence it continues to be a boggling thing for me that i people who are like man i wish i could go back to being a kid and i'm like fuck that are you kidding <laughs> i was trapped my whole life i was trapped and i hated it and then the idea of this character it made me want to be the kind of person who had a million jobs and tried everything. Mm-hmm. It's okay to fail. It's okay to find out your like this thing that you want isn't going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of the most mature mature things I'd read as a kid. Like it's still angled towards towards children obviously, yeah. but it has some of the most mature messages I've ever seen in a kids book. There're not a lot of kids books that tell you about getting a job <laughs> and learning how much it sucks when you have to like carry like like, oh, you want to start making a sword? No, no, no. You don't just hit a hammer. You're going to have to spend a fucking million hours, like, stoking the oven and getting <laughs> shit ready and making bars. Like, there are no shortcuts. And this book, this whole book is about Taryn having to do everything the hard way yeah. and becoming a man out of it. And that was something I carried with me growing up. And that, it, oh, I just want to work my ass off to prove a point, to prove my worth. Yeah. And again, like the like you know kind of ignoring like the whole like the the death lord character and the fact that like technically all of Bredain is under threat like this really is a story about about Taryn growing up yeah like that really what it is like you had that arc in the very first book and it continues to be the arc throughout the entire series essentially mm-hmm. so it's about his growing into manhood yeah yeah, no. There's an interesting thing I've noticed, cause especially because we were watching MacGruber last night. MacGruber! It's like, oh, you love stories about emotional immaturity in a sense, where like this, oh, yeah. for example, is all about Taryn kind of losing those emotional immaturities, mm-hmm. and that many of like the like the real like let's call them like the antagonist characters, sure, like a lot of them like, like Lonio, like you, which one's that? <laughs> lucky guy, lucky. Oh, lucky. No, I, yeah. I was gonna say like like Dorath, and in the last book you had uh, Rune. Uh, Prince Rune. And then before that, you had Eladir. Prince Eladir. Eladir. Like, you had them. And, like, you know, there were grown-ass men who had, like, like emotional insecurities yeah. and, and, and Massive whatnot. Massive blocks for growth. And I was thinking, like, you know, it's an interesting thing that I've noticed that, like, I think that, yeah, that's that's a major theme here. 
Yeah. And yeah. So. No, I'm, I'm fascinated by, I mean, like all good storytelling is about growth. Yeah. So for me, that's always, and I think it, it's what interested me as a kid. And it's what, uh, as a writer now, uh-huh. it's what interests me most. And fi- yeah, funnily enough, like, yeah, this, this, this is a fantasy series entirely about growth. Yeah. Like, and like, that's it, what, like, Daniel, what? I, I, I can't get through an episode of this without wanting to take a single swipe at Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. What's Lord of the Rings about? Lord of the Rings is about thematically. Well, you're asking, you're really throwing that at me. It's like, <laughs> like, I, do I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, don't sacrifice. Don't, don't, don't throw that on it's, me. It's about greed and sacrifice, right? Yeah, it's essentially about like overcoming like greediness and pettiness, essentially. Like the idea, like the main, like uh, you know, like ignoring like all like the big warfare stuff because in the books, obviously, that's not like a huge part of like the thing. It happens like this. There's a battle, and then like some dude shows up and wins it, and that's it. You yeah. Know? Like the primary thing is the idea that like uh, I was going to call him Bilbo Frodo, uh, you know he he perseveres not through like battle or anything like that. He just basically he doesn't give up and he doesn't give into the greed like Golem, which is like his foil, who like is someone who's so absorbed in his like obsessions, but he does and addictions ultimately does give into it and whatnot which and is I've always which found is, that which is kind of like the like makes lord of the rings like weirdly like pessimistic for me that's the most compelling thing that happens in all of lord of the rings yeah. it's when when frodo refuses to drop the ring and uh, oddly enough that's kind of why like kind of the true hero of lord of the rings is uh sam like his, yeah. his bumbling buddy who like is kind of just like a goof and then mm-hmm. he and then he becomes like the guy who like literally has to carry frodo like on his back and shit so yeah, yeah. so the message is be a good friend be be a good friend. Speak friend and enter. Be a good friend. Look out for your bros when they when they start like you know get you know have some really ugly addictions and shit. Have the, uh, yeah. have the old old power addiction. Yeah, yeah, the all all that things. Watch out for Golem. Watch out for Golem. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Gabriel, we're going a bit long. I'm sorry. Um, what? So let's go. Let's do some real, real quick. There's a little thing we'd like to do. Brought to us by our old buddy from the Whip Round Podcast, <clears throat> a guy named Jonathan B Hayes. Yep. Uh, who deserves a burp? <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, it's a little thing called Hazy Memories. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to check out the Whip Around, Whip Around Wednesdays. Um, for all your weird news and needs, they are good friends and are a good time. Yeah. And uh, did you already give your Hazy Memories since no, you were saying- No, I, I told you that one of the weird things that always stuck with me, that's not my Hazy Memory, is when Gurgi's always shaking his fist. That is, at, that is literally that. the Hazy Memory. That's, that's memory, literally yeah. the Hazy Memory yeah. I keep from it. But it is bigger than that. For my Hazy Memory, the thing I remember from this always is like, Another moment is when, like, Craddock's gone, mm-hmm. and Taron doesn't know what to do. And when he dubs himself, oh, I'm Taron Wanderer now. And Gurgi's like, which way do we go? Mm-hmm. And Taron grabs a handful of grass, throws it in the air. The wind blows it east, and he goes, we go where the wind takes us. And mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. I want to go on a journey where I just fucking ride my horse <laughs> with my shaggy animal friend, and I learn how to be a, a blacksmith and then decide I don't like it and be a weaver. Mm-hmm. I want to try all the things. And I feel like my my desire to try all these things to to be a journeyman has uh-huh. always come from this book, and that's not even remotely an exaggeration. The yeah. reason why I worked at a sex shop, why I was a why I was a bike messenger, why I worked in a factory sanding wood, all the things I've done has been because I wanted to. Why did you do that? When, what? When you're in a factory sanding wood? Yeah, that? that was um uh, 2009, okay. the winter of 09. I worked in a Long Island City factory. Um, I no one there spoke English except me, and I sanded wood. And it was uh, it was it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was a good time. Okay, it's a terrible time. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, all these random things that I wanted to do as a grown man, I wanted to do because of Terran Wanderer. Yeah, and and hey, all you young Americans out there, you can totally young be Americans. a wandering journeyman. It's a little thing called college, and it is stupidly expensive. You'll or be don't in go debt to college all your life. Just become an apprentice. Yeah, good luck with that, you fucking losers. Yeah, <laughs> in America, you're just gonna go to someone and be like, "Hey, I'm interested in being taught." You're gonna be told to get the fuck out. Oh yeah, there. give me a check for six hundred thousand dollars. Unless you're unless you're Donald Trump in that story that was just read uh, by Judd Apatow on My l- live in uh, Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, I, I hear that. Uh, no, it's just like he, they jokingly. All right, I'll explain. No, fuck it, I'm not gonna explain it on air. Okay, Gabriel, listen to Comedy Bang Bang. Listen to Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, does the heart our dear friends. Get, uh, I think that's it then. Well, what's your hazy memory? Oh, um, that's a good question. What's your hazy memory, Daniel? You know, uh, and this totally speaks to kind of like my interest in, in stories and whatnot. That the moment there was like this, this there, there showed up a gang before they were kind of revealed as like straight up bad guys. There's a gang of amoral mercenaries who show up and basically being like, listen, we'll do anything for a price. I went, hold on, what? I'm into this. <laughs> 
I was so into that. And then they kind of came out of villains and that's fine. And I love Dorath. He's a great, he's a great bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I love that he lives. Yeah, I know. Totally. I'm assuming, is he going to be in the next one? No. Oh, cool. I don't right. think anyway. Did he Benicio Del Toro in Star Wars? This? I believe so. I, oh. I'm, I'm almost certain he is not in the next book. Speaking of which, uh, yeah, my favorite Star Wars character is like the fucking Benicio Del Toro character, you know? Yeah. Who like And it's like, I love characters who do that. And like, you know, don't be wrong, they're a little more bad guys than this and whatnot. But like mm-hmm. the moment there's a, there's like people who showed up like this and I'm like, fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But uh, that's my hazy memory. So Dorath's your hazy memory? <laughs> yeah, my hazy memory is just the moment like the, the gang of mercenaries shows up and I was like, all right, <laughs> now it's my turn. Anyway. Turn becomes a killing machine. Uh, But now that's it. Now let's stop talking about this. Part. Okay. So let's put it aside. Ah. <laughs> a book sounds like ah! an empty can of, uh, <laughs> of, of seltzer? seltzer water. Yes. Gabriel? Yeah. Let's stop talking about this. Uh, Next time. High King? We're wrapping it up. The High King, the final book in the Chronicles of Perdain. We do need to actually discuss what we're going to do afterwards, though. Yeah, we have a couple options. We have a couple options. I actually run through them through, including the one I just remember the name of. But in the meantime, let's do a thing called Plug Gabriel Plug. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self Evident Asian America Stories. It is a cultural heritage documentary podcast. I wrote and produced episode three, the talk we were supposed to have. Um, I'm very proud of it. Uh, it was featured on the AV Club, and it aired on San Francisco Public Radio. Um, uh, Self-Evident has released season two. It's all about um, uh, Asian stereotypes and uh, COVID. So that's happening. Um, besides that, um, give us show reviews. Give us some love. Uh-huh. We love you. Um, and follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Read like reading a book. What about you, guy? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Top Count Radio and on Instagram, where the Instagram constantly gets tagged by shitty sex ads. Yeah. Uh, that's at, that's at Slow Readers. Also, you can buy my fiction right now in all ebook, 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 ebook format, uh, ebook, uh, ebook stores, uh-huh. retailers, I should say. That's the word I was looking, searching for. And also the physical copies on Amazon. They are a cook in the kingdom and hey. the shadow from the deep. Woo! Gabriel, mm-hmm. that's the end of the show. That's it. See you guys next week for the High King. My mouth tastes funny when I like I'm like burping or like repeating or something. So <laughs> Gross. It's really bad. Bye, babies. Bye. <laughs>